Whoa, wait right there. This is a disclaimer for today's episode. We're going to be talking about pornography and addiction. That's kind of a sensitive topic for some kids. I'd say about 14 and under. Um, I would just ask that you probably ask permission before listening to this. We're filled with truth and knowledge and wisdom. We just want to share with you today to overcome some crazy struggles that you might encounter at a later time. Teens and young adults, 13 to 24, believe not recycling is worse than viewing pornography. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome to Quality Control with Jake and Tyler. This is episode three of many, bringing you tons of topics at the realest level we can deliver. Yeah, welcome. Uh, Today, we're just going to be talking about something uh, that's really like close to us, I think, because it's something that we see our our friends and people our age struggling with. Myself. myself. Yeah, everyone. I mean, like... I've struggled with it for sure. Yeah, I feel like everyone has, and that is the silent addiction of porn. And we're not just going to be talking about porn today. We're going to be talking about all kinds of addictions that affect um, people sort of in our age bracket. Maybe some outreach, we'll see. Right. Um, But mainly uh, pornography. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, You know, this is an addiction, uh, you know, nicotine and uh, uh, any other you know hard drugs i think kids have the idea that those are bad and yes. that those are uh n- not good for you and th- they'll say that and that's when somebody's in that addiction even you know when they're you know they're withdrawing or whatever they, they know that they're addicted you know they don't want to admit it right this type of thing is like it's scary because it's being admitted like it's being said that it's it's not addictive it's being normalized it's being normalized like it's being Told, like people are being told this is okay you're you can go through with this this is a healthy thing it's good scientifically for you and that's that's pornography right and it's funny because people will say well it helps you cope but it's not an addiction right anything that helps you cope with anything is an addiction <laughs> because we'll, yeah. you'll abuse it yeah it doesn't matter like when they say like oh it helps me get rid of stress and it's like then it can be abused like who told you that <laughs> i want to know who told you that so we can talk to them right like it, you can abuse it yeah. You can abuse it. It doesn't matter um, what kind of uh, substance it is. Right. If it does relieve some kind of stress. Like, video games can be abused. Yeah. If there's too much of it in your life and you become addicted and sucked in, then mm-hmm. it can be abused. Any kind of coping yeah. mechanism. Um, but specifically with porn, it's been normalized as a um, way to manage your sexual health. Mm-hmm. Basically saying to, like, manage sort of your sex drive um, and to control sort of how... You see things because it's like people say like, well, it helps uh, pregnancy rates, right? Yeah. It's, it helps because then uh, teenagers aren't more adept to, you know, act on their feelings because they act on their feelings with themselves. Right. And it's like, I don't really know if that's necessarily the answer. Yeah. Because it's, it's the opposite. It is. It's distorting their mind. It is because then they're not ready. Yeah. They're not ready. Like there is something beautiful about meeting somebody and those awkward things. Yeah. Like I was super awkward with my with my first girlfriend and even my second one. Yeah, and there's something great about that that you don't go through if you go through porn. Right. Because then once you're out, once you go through that tunnel, yeah, you you can't go back in it. I know. And you yeah. and then you start seeing things differently. Right. And you start seeing things so distorted. It doesn't matter how deep you are in the rabbit hole. Right. See, with porn, you can't overdose. So. Yeah. As you get consume it, it just becomes this higher, higher, higher. I need more. Yeah. It needs to become weirder. It needs to be more extreme. Yeah. 
So it's even at like its surface level, it distorts your mind. Yeah. Because you start seeing from women, day one. From yeah. day one. Day know? one. You start seeing women in a different light. Yeah. And then as it gets worse, you start seeing them as like I don't want to say you objectify them, but you almost do. Because that girl goes from a personality, someone you know, to a number. Yeah. Like, oh, I wouldn't do that with her. Yeah. Or it becomes a fantasy, right? Yeah. And it's disgusting. I, w- I would go as far to say that it, it definitely uh, 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 encourages men and women to objectify whoever they're attracted to. Um, I didn't say that to be inclusive to the LGBT community. True. I just said that <laughs> because it's a true thing. Um, I Today, we're kind of using this one website that is, you know, a lot of, uh, like youth leaders and, and other, and other, uh, uh, uh like church leaders and such right. use, it's called covenant eyes. Yeah. Um, basically what it is, is like you put it on your phone, um, and, or phone, laptop, whatever screen, yeah. uh, you know, is capable, anything with internet that you can, you can view porn on. And what it does, it, and it's an accountability, uh, to your device, to your eyes, really covenant eyes is it, it's in the name. Right. So, so it, it, like it basically takes screenshots and it, it does it every time you touch it, you, you hit an application. If you scroll past something on Instagram, it has uh, technology in it that can identify, you know, extra skin. It can identify uh, uh, websites and stuff. It's all like stuff like, you know, Pornhub and stuff. That's all blocked. Right. But you can still see it. And, and the thing is, is that you can't avoid it. No. You can't avoid it. Even like soft core. Like, yeah. Man, Which is people, on Instagram. Yeah, that's, you know, that's on to Instagram. That. That's on TikTok. That's everywhere. You that's can get everywhere. that. It's it's like people. You don't even need to try because it's everywhere. Yeah, and like that's why Instagram exists. Yeah, that's why that's why these sites get so much. Uh, there's actually a rule um, on Instagram saying that you can't show partial nudity. Do you believe that? <laughs> because it, it's net, no, no. Well, like it, well, people can do it. That's that's super interesting because there's a deeper level behind that. Because if you think about it. Um, if there's no partial nudity, then they're the ones telling you and setting the standard for partial nudity. Yeah, what's partial nudity if you right. can have, you know, right. cheeks hanging out right. Right. in a bikini, right. right? Like, like I know you can, like, women have, like, their tops on, but, like, their under breasts right. can show. Right. Because, oh, that's not the whole thing, so that's fine. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the kid is 10 years old. I There's this kid, I'm going to leave totally anonymous, that like reposted something. And it was literally like a porn video. Like it wasn't really a porn video. It was like a rapper video, but like people were naked basically. Yeah. Um, it was, it was like a little, like a step above softcore porn. And I was like, you're like, you're literally 12 years old, 10 or 12 years old. I don't know how old he was. He was young. Right. And it was like one of the little kids I knew. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? How is that like? Oh, like what the heck? You're <laughs> yeah. like not only are you okay with viewing it and okay with being a part of it, but reposting it publicly? Yeah. Wow. It's so normalized. And like the, the weird thing I think too is cuz you see right now in modern politics respect like women's rights, respecting mm-hmm. women, all yeah. these things. It's kind of making a resurgence in modern politics. Right. But porn is silent. Right. And I and that kid, right? right. He's not going to grow up with a complex thinking that success is having tons of women that I have at my disposal yeah. as backdrops because yeah. in my, like a music video. Yeah. And that's what life should be like. Like yeah. I should have all these women yeah. and they should just be there for me and nothing else. That's their purpose. And like, I know it sounds weird, but it's subconscious. Yeah. Um, as you see it more, it becomes normal. Mm-hmm. And then that person's going to have a messed up distorted. He's 12. Mm-hmm. He's going to grow up thinking that's normal. Yeah. 
And uh, and then especially we're going to go into the statistics. Yeah. But if that kid grows up with a dad that's watching porn and he doesn't treat his wife right, yeah. then that kid's going to carry on this, this cycle of demented expectations, demented relationship expectations because yeah. of an addiction. Yeah. I uh, want to read off some statistics. All again, this is off the Covenant Eyes. Uh, you'll be able to access this from whatever platform you're listening on. You can go to this website, and uh, it's really good to study these statistics and keep them in your head almost as accountability. Um, CovenantEyes.com uh, forward slash porn stats forward slash. Um, in 2006, estimated revenues for sex-related entertainment businesses were just under $13 billion dollars. $13 billion in the U.S. These estimates include uh, video game sales and rentals, internet sales, cable, pay-per-view, phone sex, exotic dance club magazines, and novelty stores. Um, $3,075 no, $3, is spent on porn every second on the internet. $3,075.64 is spent on porn every second on the internet. 88% of scenes in porn films. Now this one's kind of a turn from what we were just talking about, but it's still related. It more related to the, the woman's rights thing that right. you were talking about. 88% of scenes in porn films contain acts of physical and verbal aggression. Right. Um, it's crazy. Which it's, is crazy. Yeah. That That's nuts. I mean, that is literally so crazy. It's go, sad and, that it's silent. Yeah. Like, what, where are the women's rights activists right. advocating for these people? They're not only not, not, avo- they're like not advocating for their, like, to get out of they're it. They're advocating. They're encouraging. They're like, you go, girl, Cardi B. What? Do you, what? Be more promiscuous. Are you right? Kidding? Use your body. Right? And yeah. that's so, like, it's disgusting. Because yeah. I have, I have so many people in my life that are strong women. Right. I have my, uh, my cousin. Um, she's, like an officer in the air force. Yeah. And she's extremely intelligent. She's a leader over other people. That's a strong woman. Yeah. And then when society says Cardi B is a strong woman, that loop, it makes me lose my mind. Right. Cause it's like, that's not, is that really the standard? Didn't she get some award? I could be wrong about that, but didn't she get some award for bravery or something? She got, she got an award for WAP, that one song. Oh my gosh. The disgusting song. Which is like, it's not like, oh, okay, her video is disgusting. I'm like, if you just like listen to the lyrics, it's like. No one does, though. Uh, Modern music is all, if you have a good producer, you can be Billboard (laughs) Top 100 if you have a good beat. (laughs) Uh, 79% of porn performers have used marijuana and 50% have used ecstasy, which I'm sure there's more drugs and statistics attached to that. Um, I just want to point that pointed out because we talked about addictions in general and in general and and you see like do you think these people are happy do you think that they're they're satisfied in what they're doing if they were happy doing this and this was all good why would why would they need feel the urge or need to smoke or use ecstasy it's because like when you get when you take something and you work for it and and God because God provides a great context for a lot of things. Yeah. God provides context. Like food. Food's a great example. Yeah. God wants us to enjoy food. If you eat too much food, we'll die. The con- yeah. The <laughs> context. That's gluttony, right? Different yeah. context. Yeah. That that becomes a worldly context of over consuming, um, needing to eat sugary things, needing to eat what's advertised to you. That becomes an addiction. That becomes a worldly context. Same thing with like sex. Um it's this worldly context. If you go in this worldly context of, oh yeah, go sleep around, go figure out what works for you. Yeah. Um. Any 
any gender too, you know, like go, go do it. Um, it becomes this demented, distorted thing and it doesn't bring you happiness anymore. Right. We live in an age now where the first date is, is a hookup on Tinder. Yeah. Screwing each other. And yeah. then like, I don't know, it goes like, maybe go, it went forward, maybe it didn't, but it lasted yeah. an extra three weeks and, the and then, yeah. Stand, no, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like two months in, they start talking about each other's families. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. That's that's true though. That's like it. That's like a norm. Like kids our age, I mean, they're all on Tinder. Right. They're on Tinder. So Legally. Left and right. Legally. Twenty one. It's like I think it's either I think it might be eighteen or twenty one. Yeah. I don't know. It depends on your state, 18. probably. Actually. Oh um, yeah, Alabama. They get down there and fit fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, people in Alabama. Um, one in five mobile searches over pornography. One in five. One, in five. One finger. Out of your five-fingered hand, okay, yeah, is touching the hot surface. Um, there are higher percentages in like different areas, right? Um, now, that's not to say it's everywhere. Uh, that it's not everywhere. I mean, it is everywhere. But there's higher percentages, and if you look at it, um, it says are more urban than rural. Um, have experienced an increase in higher than average household income. So. Uh, you know, people with a higher income tend to have a issue with that. And and the thing it's is, is I going back to the addiction. Um, so yes, there are poor people. Yeah, they're coping with. I have all this stuff, but I'm still not happy, and this is part of trying to fill that hole. Right. Um, have a great density of young people. So if 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 you're um you know the people in where you live is it's a great density of young people. The percentages are exponentially higher in yeah. the porn uh, watching. 15 to 24 years old uh, have a higher proportion of people with undergraduate degrees have a higher measures of social capital um, examples like people who donate blood engage in volunteer activities and participate in community projects so think about this right every like with a lot of drugs yeah people go ahead and they say they start up a stereotype like oh crackheads are stupid yeah but we look at this statistic yeah people that are educated going to college are, are still addicted to porn. Yeah. This isn't uh this isn't a low class thing. Yeah. It, it's everybody. Yeah. And the thing I really can't wrap my mind around is um I decided to dedicate my life to Christ when I was 16. Yeah. And I went I started going to church regularly every yep. Sunday. Not once at youth group in like a sermon setting mm. did they ever talk about porn. Yeah. We we maybe talked about drugs like once or twice. Yeah. Which is or still mentioned not, porn. Yeah, not not enough, but not, we not, never, not never enough. anything about porn. Yeah. And it's the silent killer. And it's yeah. going through. This is the age group where we need to be targeting people. And churches, uh, for some reason, are just turning their you know blind eye to it. Yeah. It's like how smoking became something very, very low. Um, nicotine, like cigarettes or? Cigarettes, yeah, cigarettes yeah, yeah, not yeah, nicotine yeah, yeah, yeah. in general, because, you know, vaping for that brief period was, you know, insane. Yeah. Um, but with cigarettes and stuff due to the marketing, due to churches, due to the community programs at schools mm. advocating against it. Mm. They got the rates low. There's nothing like that for porn. And porn's free. Yeah. Um to to have a nicotine addiction to cigarettes, um, not to say that you need a lot of money, but it if you're smoking a lot, you you do need some money. Yeah. It's uh prices are, are nuts. It is. Um and it's like how do you ignore this? Why are we ignoring this? Are right. we ignoring this because so many are addicted to it, they're ashamed? Yeah. Because I, I feel like with sexual sin, there's a lot of shame um, embedded in it. Yeah. I come from a family of a single mother yep. um, and a father that, you know, walked out at a young age, mm-hmm. right? 
And there's a lot of stigma that comes with that because yeah. it's a sexual sin and it's a shameful sin. Right. But if we don't shine light on these issues, these people won't get the help they need. There are so many verses in the Bible where Jesus encounters someone of a um, sexual sin, specifically when he encounters this woman and they're surrounding this yeah. woman ready to stone her. And he, he advocates against that. Yeah. And he shines a light on this issue, even though it's a shameful sin, mm-hmm. that it's, it exists. Yeah. And he shows it, and it shows in the Bible that it exists. And it's so weird that we act like it doesn't. Yeah. Um, it shows that it's how... Justification. It's like a right. group effort to justify, you know? Yeah. It, it Sometimes it, it often is. It's like, oh, well, if you watch it with your partner, it's not a bad thing. I've yeah. heard that. Yeah. Um, I've heard that from people in the church. Mm-hmm unfortunately. And you'll read, um, he can read on. There's yeah. statistics for people that are in the church. The In the church, uh, I'll get to that quick, but I wanted to touch on something you said um, about how the justification and accepting of right. it. Um, a lot of people may think that they would never, ever speak about it. You know, that, oh, this is something I'm struggling with and I'm quiet about it. But the statistics show greatly that 90% of teens and 96% of young adults are either encouraging, accepting, or neutral when they talk about porn with for, for their friends. Um, just 55% of adults 25 and older believe porn is wrong. Um, and only 43% believe porn is bad for society compared to 31% of young adults 18 to 24, 51% of millennials, 44% of Gen Xers and 59% of boomers. Interesting. You know? Yeah. It's, it's not, it's only, it only seems to be a, a this unspoken topic yeah. for educational systems in the church. Cause like yet again, I, we never talked about it. Mm-hmm. We've talked about don't have sex before marriage. I, yeah. I've heard that all the time yeah. in the church. Yeah. But, I've even, I've heard uh youth pastor speak about porn a few times. Um, and that that's all good and all, but like the intentional one-on-one, dude, are you struggling with it? That's like, not a question. Lady, are you we struggling ever, with it? We never it? got these questions ever. Yeah. Um, from people, individuals that were involved in the church, from Christian yeah. individuals, yes. From Christian individuals, yes. But the, the church is a system, no. Which is like, it's a failure. It's a colossal failure. Because right. why do we have programs at church for, for divorce? Mm-hmm. For marriages failing, yep. for um, alcohol addiction, uh-huh. but nothing for people that are that have some kind of chronic sex addiction yeah. or filling a hole that um, gets replaced with some sort of demented yeah. sexual reality, whether it's virtual reality or yeah. um, some sort of video. Well, why are we closing our doors on them? Um, it, it just sort of really confuses me as um, someone that likes to believe that the message of the church is a good thing. Right someone that is uh, advocates to people to go to church. Yeah. How can I tell somebody to go to church that's struggling with addiction to go? Yeah. And then know in the back of my mind that there is no program for them. Right. There's no group for them. There's no, no one's going to one-on-one help them because right. how can someone help them when they're addicted too? which right. is yet again, a statistic we're going to get to with uh, youth pastors and pastors. Yeah. Uh, one in five. Ready? One so in five youth pastors... And one 
in seven senior pastors use porn on a regular basis and are currently struggling. That's more than 50,000 U.S. churches. Yeah. Uh, 43% of senior pastors and youth pastors say they have struggled with pornography in the past. 64% of Christian men and 15% of Christian women say they watch porn at least once a month. And there's a little side note here that that 15% has, has doubled. In the past three years. Yeah. So, you know, if we look at a, a chart here, we can see how 15% might become 30, it might become 40, 50, Do you know 55. the date of when this was taken to? This was 2019. So this isn't accounting the pandemic that has put everyone in isolation. Yeah. So I imagine these numbers have... Jumped. Jumped. Like, yeah. colossal jump. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Um, and then also, just to dissect that kind of like huge, you know, thing of information. Yeah. It says regular basis. Yeah. Well, define regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Because some people might think once a day is a regular basis, uh, once a week, you know. So, like, there's a, there's <laughs> might be a discrepancy. Yeah. Um, there's probably way more. Yeah. And that that's scary. Yeah. Just adding, uh, when you said no churches, uh, obviously don't mean no churches, but what really means no churches is only 7% of pastors report their church has a ministry program for those struggling with yeah. porn. That's less than 10% of American churches, U.S. churches, 7%. And with how many people this affects, that's a that's a disservice. Right. That's pathetic. Right. And could that be because there are so many people struggling with porn that they don't want to start a program that they know that's going to change their life because they're stuck in their addiction and now they can't move? Right. Or is it, you know, because of some other reason, you know, why, why, why is porn not being talked about? Yeah. Um, if you go into a crowd, uh, you know, our youth pastor used to say this all the time. Uh, he would like go into a crowd of kids and, uh, just be like porn and everybody be like, whoa, 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 what, 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 what? No, what? Pay attention. And like now, now everybody's paying. He's like, ah, I got your attention now. You know, <laughs> uh, it's crazy how like crippling. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, it's a fundamental thing yeah. that it's, it was meant to cripple us. Yeah. And that's sort of why I don't yet again, the, why I don't understand why yeah. it's so like underrepresented is out of all the sin in the Bible, sexual sin has been talked about as this awful, yeah, powerful sin. Yeah. Like other sins, Paul's like avoid it. Yeah. And then sexual sin, he's like run. Yeah. It says right in the Bible yeah, yeah, yeah. to run. And flee. Flee. Run. run. Sprint. And it's Usain like, bolt. Exactly. And it's just so apparent to where it's just so sad that we um, we don't see representation. Um, I encourage if there's anyone that is a part of their church listening to this and you go to church regularly and they have like a box you can put recommendations in, I recommend you to encourage your church to start this program. Start yeah. a program. doesn't need to have 20, 30 people at it. doesn't need to have a lot of people. It needs, you know, one or two willing yes. people. Um, those are That's one or two people that might be in a super dark place because they're in isolation right now and this might be something they're turning to. Um, for gratification, and they're not getting yeah. talked about. Yet again, how can I send a friend that's struggling with this to church knowing they'll yeah. never get help? Yeah. This is uh, Naomi Wolf uh, speaking from on the Covenant Eyes website, actually. And uh, it's a little bit long of a quote, but I just want to read it. She's talking from a college campus. Mm. Um, okay. The young women who talk to me on campuses about the effect of pornography on their intimate lives speak of the feeling that they can never measure up. They can never ask for what they want and that if they do not offer what porn offers, they cannot expect to hold a guy. 
The young men talk about what it is they like and grow up learning about sex from porn and how it is not helpful for them to try and figure out how to be with a real woman. For the first time in human history, the image's power and allure have supplanted uh, that of real naked women. Today, real naked women are just bad porn. That's what I saw about earlier. Like, listen to that last part. Today, real naked women are just bad porn. Holy smokes. It's disgusting. Distortion, man. Right. Distortion. And why now, is we, this we talk about ignored. this confidently, right? right? I just want to like say this back and forth confidently. I, I was 11 when I first saw porn. Right. I was 11 years old. That oh, says, maybe, right, 51% yeah. of male students and 32% of female students first viewed porn before their teenage years. The first exposure of pornography among men is 12 years old on average. 71% of teens hide online behavior from their parents. A 2016 study on can- Canadian adolescents showed that they show that 45.3% admitted to problems in, uh, you know, uh, their sex life because of porn. Right. So, you know, that's like in- incredibly wild. Like, oh my, like today, real naked women are just bad porn. That's right. a quote from a guy from this if college If these statistics campus. were about the opioid epidemic, epidemic there would be congressmen getting torched yep. by people yep. there would there would be riots everywhere across the country about yep. the opioid epidemic yep. but since it's porn and there's a stigma with it yeah we're dead silent yeah um and because porn's integrated itself into popular culture we talked about cardi b we talked about rappers we talked about a lot of things yeah it's integrated itself yeah um to the point where it's hard to live a life without seeing it because it's yeah. everywhere yeah um and it's just so it's just mind blowing. Um, and it just blows my mind that, uh, uh, people can talk like that about how, um, they feel like they can't measure up mm-hmm. and all these things. And then we have women's rights activists, yeah. um, not addressing it. Right. And it's like how, yeah. Cause like as a, as a young man, when you read, when I see that, um, I know that I didn't have anyone give me the talk. Yeah. Cause I didn't have a father figure that was strong in my life during that time. Right. Um, I have people that have like stepped in. Yeah. That weren't a, uh, like my biological father that uh-huh. have given me guidance, um, in relationships, but nothing like nothing that's going to talk to me about how to treat a woman. Yeah. Um, what to expect, how yeah. to, ad- how to address certain things, how to talk to a person about sex. Yeah. All these things. Um, that comes from a lack of, of strong men. Because yeah. when you don't have strong men laying down standards, you have weak men trying to figure out what those standards are. Right. And it's it's sad because then we then those weak men have kids and then are they gonna address it with their kids? Yeah. Or are they gonna be too afraid? Yeah. Um you you need to be proactive. Because how how why is it that in households we say don't do drugs, don't drink alcohol, and we, we, we put porn on the back burner. Yeah. Is it this uh, mysterious thing that doesn't exist? Yeah. Or because like if you don't address it. it, spell that we're all dealing with. Right. And it's like if you don't address it, odds are your kid has watched it or is currently suffering from it. Um, If you are a older person watching this and you hope to have kids someday, I hope that this motivates you. I hope that you will take initiative and maybe address some of these things with your kids. And if you go to a church, like I just said earlier, Talk to somebody at your church about starting a program like this. Right. Um, or write it in. If you can't talk to someone about it, write it in. Um, I wrote it into my home church a few times. Um, I've talked to my youth pastor about it a few times. Yeah. I think it would be 
something that needs to be talked about. And I don't understand why it's so like, yet again, so distant. Um, just to go back to scripture, um, this is a verse you'll probably hear a lot on this podcast. Um, you might, I don't know, Jake can look up the exact thing, but yeah. it's um, the borrower is slave to the lender. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so good. Oh, it's so good. And it, it refers to not only like debt and um, stuff like that, which we'll, we will talk about totally soon. That's um, Proverbs 22, 7, by the way. Yeah. Um, we're totally going to talk about that in that context. But when you are a slave to an addiction, yeah, you are stuck in it. Yeah. And whoever is giving it to you is controlling you. Yeah. Sometimes um, that's yourself too. Right. You know. And uh, if porn's controlling you. Yeah. Or if you have an addiction to marijuana, that's controlling you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of a perspective here. Um, I've done my own research on it because mm-hmm. it was something that I was kind of passionate about as someone that wanted to stop yeah. and get out. Um, and what I found sort of in my looking up things and reading things, this information's everywhere. Um, yeah. You can find it. And it's all about like when you do these things, it gives you a false sense of reality and it makes it so you're immobile because all that energy that you are dispersing as a man, this is from a man uh, perspective of a young man. Um, when you are giving your energy to things, um, depleting yourself on a regular basis, whether it's like every night, once a week, um, your, your ability to work hard goes away because yeah. we are primitive in our nature. Mm-hmm. And when our body is storing up um, the things that you create as a man, your hormones and such, when, when you're building these things up, yeah. these things encourage you to go to work. Yeah. They encourage you to clean up. It encourages yeah. you to watch yourself, become a professional, have yeah. a, have a drive yeah. to do these things, to chase women yeah. or to build a meaningful life. I won't say chase, but to build a meaningful uh, relationship with one, yeah. to build a life, to control your money, to control your income, all these things that motivates you. Right. And when you're constantly giving that away to whatever, you know, whatever you're watching or whatever you're doing, you are giving away so much value and you are depleting yourself on something that isn't worth it. Right. And you are unable to be motivated because your brain thinks that you're a super successful person because you're depleting yourself every day. Right. It thinks you have this endless supply of women and you're just, you know, doing this because your brain can't tell the difference. Right. Your brain doesn't know it's fake. Yeah. And your body thinks that it's real. So it lets you calm down. Yeah. And it makes you super unmotivated. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with all that. Uh, I think that's really, really a uh, uh, good. And uh, I just wanted to bring up that uh, how, you know, this is something people really won't say. Like pornography yeah. is one thing that people won't talk about, but pornography in marriage. Yeah. Marriage. Right. Uh, I'm not married. I have a girlfriend. I'm not married. Uh, you have a girlfriend. You're not married. We're both 18. Uh, so sometimes I, I feel like some people don't want to take me seriously. Uh, in the sense, because I'm not married, but right. um, truth still stands. Um, there are statistics for uh, marriage in in pornography use. Um, this is from Doctor Mary Ann Layden on the same website, Covenant Eyes forward slash pornstats dot uh, com. We have uh, a quote here from Doctor Mary Ann, and she says. I have also seen in my clinical experience that pornography damages the sexual performance of the viewers. Pornography viewers tend to have problems with premature, uh, you know, uh, sex things, having uh, spent so much time in unnatural states, uh, sexually experiencing um, with all other types of...
here. I was going to read this quote, but it's like, it's pretty rough in the sense I wanted to keep it as PG as possible. Right. Um, but basically porn is, is hurting marriage because they can't even perform. You can't uh, give in. That's the thing. Like you, you, since you're giving to the, the person exposing themselves on your right, phone. Right. Yet again, your brain can't tell the difference. Yeah, it says pornography is raising their expectation and demand for types oh, yeah. and amounts of sexual experiences. At the same time, it is reducing their ability to experience sex followed with the statistics. Ready? 68 Almost 70% of divorce cases involved one party meeting a new lover over the internet. 56% involved one party having an obsessive interest in pornography or pornographic websites. 70% of wives of sex addicts could be diagnosed with PTSD. Prolonged exposure to pornography leads to diminished trust between intimate couples, belief that promiscuity is the natural state and lack of attraction to family and child raising. So like not only does it ruin your mind, it corrupts your, your, your view of sex, which is a gift to be open um, on wedding night with, your, with your wife or husband. Uh, it kills love. It, it, look, lack of attraction to family and child raising. So you no longer have, no, not no longer, but like you have problems with the drive to, pour your kid a bowl of cereal or, or, or take him to school or him or her to school, whatever those type of actions. This is what these statistics are saying that pornography is affecting in a 2014 study found that compulsive pornography users had greater impairments of sexual arousal and, and, uh, sex things in intimate relationships, but not with sexually explicit material. So people, they're, they're having trouble, uh, performing sexually with their wife or husband but they can get, you know, right. get off to uh, a porn website. That's that's like, so, are you kidding me? It's so disgusting, and it's like what what makes it even worse, right? Like that just affirmed what I said about yeah. the whole like, yeah, it kills your drive. Um, how many people feel like they're they have no purpose in life? How many people feel like they can't communicate with people? Yeah, like those are so many issues, and it kind of makes me think like are these issues due to a massive scale of a porn addiction right and then you see that it it removes your ability to the when i hear family the lack of family yeah it really shines bright to me because it's like a lot of men won't provide to their kids yeah or they won't provide um in other meaningful ways to their kids and it's like is that because under the closed doors are they addicted to porn well how many kids don't they never really get a good talk they never get a good they were never told uh a a good uh they were never given a good image of what sex is because sex is here's here's the facts um and and this is stuff that that my father has shared with me from a young age i was blessed with a with a father who's who's very educated and has a lot of wisdom in this in this realm um sex is a good thing sex was made by christ to be uh uh opened as a gift on wedding night and throughout to procreate, uh, to, to, to enjoy each other physically. He literally made us to fit together. So sex is a good thing. But right now, that gift is being opened prematurely. Um, it's, it's being looked at. P- you know, kids, right now, I'd view porn as uh, they're opening the gift. The gift is open, and they're just looking in the box constantly, constantly making this, uh, 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 I don't know, what the, what the feeling, like this, I, oh, like just obsessive 
compulsion right. for this thing that they want so bad and then when they finally do it they're disappointed because it leaves them empty and it leaves them upset and, and, and confused because it wasn't the way they thought it was because well she's not doing the same thing that was in the porn film that I've been watching for three years and now I've lost my virginity I can't give my purity to I can give my purity I can't give my virginity to my wife one day and and, and now I'm stuck in this position right and what people forget too is these people on videos this is their job this yeah, is they're their making profession. Money. This is their profession. Yeah. So what they're doing isn't what you're going to be doing. Right. And that's kind of what Jake just said, like yeah. expectations. Yeah. It ruins expectations. It ruins love. It ruins your drive. If you're suffering with this, I'm going to encourage you on how I got out. Yeah. Um, I was stuck because I thought that that's what love was. Yeah. When I was at it, like, you know, I was pretty young when I, when I saw, I think I was maybe like 12 or 13 around yeah. Jake's age too. And, it crippled me for a long time. Yeah. And then when I came out, um, I, I had to tell people that I was publicly addicted to it. Yeah. I was, that was like the first thing I had yeah, to tell small people. Small group time. Yeah. yeah, small group. Like, right, I had to tell my friends. I had to tell people that this was something I was struggling with. And then moving forward, what helped me was think about the things that I want and how porn is something that's stopping it. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. It was. It holds um, you back. It does. Because there's I, always that one thing in the back, you know, in the back of the Right. Mind. And it's like we, we never can fully give Christ everything. And yeah. I was 16 when I decided to stop. Yet again, like when I was first meeting Christ, yeah. um, I gave him like everything. Yeah. Except that. Yeah. And when I finally did, the, the amount of progress I've made, like before I fully committed to being clean of it, mm -hmm. I didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a great job. Mm-hmm. I wasn't driven. I wasn't super duper motivated. Yeah. I get off of it and I'm finally sort of getting better. I'm feeling better. Yeah. I get into a, a relationship that's good. I uh, find working a job that's like good. Working out like a madman. Working out like a madman. Yeah. And you, and then I'm now I'm building like a skill set and I'm able to focus more in school. I'm yeah. able to do so much more. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like coming out. It feels like taking the red pill in the Matrix. Like, yeah. like the world opens. Yeah, yeah. And it's so crazy that people have normalized this. Yeah. Um, you know, we're kind of getting close, kind of close to like sort of our time thing. Um, I feel like me and Jake both can talk about this forever yeah. because it's something we see our friends fall victim to, even if they don't tell us. Yeah. You know, you can see it. Yeah. You can see the the nervousness. Friends in ourselves. Friends in ourselves. Right, you know, and ourselves. Yeah, I mean, like me and Jake, like you said, we, we yeah. both did it. You know, I see my friends struggle, and I try to talk about it, and you know, they, you know, they brush it off. Yeah, or uh, they don't want to, or they they don't think it's a problem. Yeah, and it's just so sad because that's, I mean, that's how I thought of it too. Um, society will tell you it's normal. Society will tell you it's okay. Yeah, but society says all these things, and the divorce rate is over a coin flip now. Yeah, so. Uh, I don't know if you should really listen to them. Yeah. Uh, they seem like they, they say that, that it doesn't affect love, but it does. It does. It affects these things so... Even even if you right. value love purely on sex, which is incredibly wrong, but I'm just saying, if you value love purely on sex, you're, you're still in the wrong for believing porn is healthy. Yeah. If you think that p porn uh, is, is good love-wise then you're still in the wrong industry, my friend, because that whole aggression thing, the the, the verbal abuse, and, and wrong with you're it. treating everybody like you're a hunk of meat. Yeah. The objectification. It's disgusting. Um, and it, it hurts men too. Yeah. 
um, it doesn't just hurt women. I mean, like we talked about women, but I'm going to touch, I'll touch a little bit on men, but it hurts men because men haven't really had a, a men's rights uh, movement. <laughs> There's nothing about it. But every guy in the videos, like he's, uh, he, he's well worked out. Yeah. Um, and there, you know, there's obviously other physical features that right. uh, you cannot change, no matter uh, how much you try. Right. And the women get these expectations. Right. They get these um, ideas of like endurance too. Like right. these guys are on drugs. Yeah. Ecstasy. All yep. these different drugs. They're on drugs. They're yep. on performance enhancing drugs to make a scene last an hour and a half. Like yeah. no normal human can do this. Right. And that is. Um, that's a standard too. You yeah. watch all these videos and then the girl goes to the bedroom yeah. and then it's not what she thought it was. And then yeah. it hurts their love. It hurts that. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Yeah. Um, me and Jake, I mean, like we, we kind of talked from the perspective of, of men sort of throughout this too. Well, we, we've yeah. hit both. I think, I think we did pretty great. Um, but like, it's just, it hits, it hurts everyone. Don't think that you're immune to it. Yeah. If you're currently watching it, I want you to evaluate your usage. Yeah. And I would actually consider checking out Covenant Eyes, not sponsored. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people use it. Um, today I've I've learned a lot more because Jake sort of filled me yeah. in. He said it was like yeah. perfect for our topic. So I don't use it personally, and I'm I'm kind of feeling encouraged to start using it. Yeah. Um, you know, given talking, we just found this website. I've known about the company, and uh, I think it'd be a great thing that we could eventually promote or or, or something of that nature. But uh. We really appreciate you uh, tuning in today and listening. Uh, we'll be praying for you uh, as we hope that you'll be praying for us as well. Yeah. Um, it's a struggle every day, even though I've been clean for however long. Yeah. Um, not counting the days anymore. It, it's still a struggle. Yeah. There are days where like... Because your testosterone is never leaving your body. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I and there's days where I want to go relieve. I want to go ahead and do the, do these things. And I think these thoughts. Yeah. And it's hard. Um, yeah. It doesn't go away. Right. Um, it's, it's a constant not, battle. It's a constant yeah. uh, encouragement to stay in the word, uh, stay encouraged, um, yeah. uh, stay, stay, stay uh, empowered in Christ. You know, he gives you wisdom to overcome the things that the devil is trying to distract you with to keep you from your purpose. Um, some of these, these three words we want to start using kind of a catchphrase is discipline, discipleship, and decisions. That's all we have for today. We thank you for tuning in again. Uh, we'll see you next time. You have experienced quality control.